Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am Seven Rosa Six, and I am the DM for Seventh Roll. And this is going to be a, a recap and prologue video for our next one shot called The King's War, which, as you might have guessed, is of course the third installment in the King's trilogy, and is very likely also going to be our last one uh, in that storyline. So, uh, before we start with anything, you are warned this video is going to contain spoilers for The King's Feast and The King's Spy. Uh, mostly because I will be recapping both of those so that people who maybe aren't interested in watching those or who have, you know, don't, you know, uh, don't have the time to watch those can still watch this storyline with some basic knowledge. Now, Let's start by recapping the previous story up until this point. So for those of you who don't know, the story itself is uh, situated in about 4,300 post the Great Severance, which is a special event in my world. I'm not going to talk too much about that. But at this point, uh, there is an island called the Island of Morbis, which is known as the largest island in the world of Mundicturia. Where, at this current point in time, uh, there is a city, also called Morbus, that is ruled by a king. And most of the prevalent races are represented here. This is really a mishmash of cultures. Um, however, at the head of this island and of this city stands a king by the name of King Ceres. And the king's feast actually picks off with uh, him... Uh, him having his birthday party, strangely enough. Um, his birthday party, however, is rudely interrupted as right before it, he gets a message stating that he has to stop his own feast or there will be hell to pay for him and his family. Now, the king does take this threat seriously, however, not serious enough to stop his feast because he believes that will do more harm than good, and because of that, asks additional protection from an organization known as the Golden Guard, which are pretty much people that are specifically uh, recruited to be guards of the king. In this organization, there are four characters which uh, make up our party, uh, Aizen, Aqua, Fang, and Redneck. All four of them have agreed to defend the king on this feast, and will throughout the night stand guard and make sure nothing goes wrong. Now, originally when the feasts start, nothing seems to be wrong. There's a couple of things that seem off. For example, there's a chandelier that is very loosely tied to the ceiling and might fall on the king and the queen, stuff like that. However, the party quickly enough realizes some of these things and is able to defend their king. However, at midnight is when the clock strikes, and this is the moment where the king and the queen seem to have been poisoned during the meal and are also attacked by a couple of sharpshooters. A large fight ensues where certain assassins try to break into the castle and try to kill the king and the queen, and at the same time one of the guests, known as Eon the Traveler, a half-elven gentleman, also tries his best to assassinate the royal family. However, luckily enough, most of the forces are able to be stopped by the Golden Guard. And because of this, the king and the queen seem safe. 
at least until the Golden Guard starts uh, pursuing several last survivors that are able to escape. At this point, one of the two princes, Prince Jason, actually goes down to the location where the king and the queen were currently hidden, a magical bunker, and is able to gain entry. At this moment in time, his true plan is revealed to kill his own father and mother. The party, luckily enough, is able to come downstairs and break through the magical barrier in order to get into the magical bunker. However, sadly enough, they are just too late to save King Ceres. Luckily enough, they were able to save the queen, but the king has fallen. And that is really where the king's feast ends. And in the time between the King's Feast and the King's Spy, a large war between the Elves and Morbus is started. Sadly enough, this takes a lot of lives, a lot of trade from Morbus is interrupted by Elven attacks, but the Elves are never truly able to break through the island of Morbus, which means the war is really at a standstill. Until at a certain point in time, an underground organization led by the underground chieftain makes contact with King Ferris, who originally was Prince Ferris, but after his father died, has now taken the throne. The two of them make a deal, and certain operations are set in motion to figure out whether or not they can take on the Council of Arboreum, the elven main island. However, this originally doesn't really go as well as most of the spies that are sent towards the elves are either eliminated or never heard from again. However, at a certain point in time, one brave spy is able to send out a message back to Morbus. A, a young man by the name of Dart sends a message that he needs a meeting with the king, however, closely after that is captured. Now, at this point, the underground chieftain and Prince Ferris, or at this point King Ferris, also known as the Goat King, figure that it's quite important for them to find this lost man and try to save him. So what happens is they send the previous party from the Golden Guard to the island of Arboreum. So with this, Redneck... Fang, Aqua, and Aizen are sent onto the island of Arboreum, have to traverse uh, traverse, sorry, through the jungle of the island and get to the center place where the prison is currently situated. In that prison, they find Dart and are able to rescue him from his shackles, but not before the entire island is alerted of their presence. They have to fight their way back through the jungle and through the uh, final defense that is trying to destroy the king's ship on which they came to the island. But luckily enough, they are capable of saving Dart and making off with the information. Dart then tells the party and the king that the Elven Council of Arboreum is not actually situated on Arboreum. They have been sending their orders from an Ar island known as Arbes, also known as the Tree Island. Uh, the reason it's called the Tree Island is because there is a large pillar and on that pillar lies the actual island as if it is in the shape of a tree. So, in order to take out the elves, they will very likely have to take out the island of Arbes. And that is pretty much the situation we were left at at the end of the King's Spy. 
Now, knowing all of this, it is time to kind of talk about the King's War. Now, the King's War will start as an actual war is about to erupt. Pretty much the uh, members of the party, uh, the leaders of the Golden Guard, you could say, will uh, lead a strike or will lead an attack to the back of Arbes while the king, King Ferris, and a very large army of Morbus forces and allies will attack from the front. They will try to divert as much attention from the elves as possible, trying to take out the elves as quickly as possible, even though they are at a huge disadvantage. And hopefully the uh, forces from the Golden Guard members will be able to eliminate the uh, council uh, by attacking from behind. And that's really the gist of what this session is going to start with. Now, one thing that I should probably mention before uh, the actual sessions begin is that we are also going to be using a set of homebrew rules for this. And that set of homebrew rules uh, is the rule set of strongholds and followers from Matthew Colville and MCDM Productions. Uh, for those of you who don't know what this rule set entails, pretty much it's a rule set that allows you to create a kingdom and allows you to have uh, an army to fight with. We're going to be using that rule set really to create kind of uh, an army battle as well. Uh, the way that this is going to work, uh, as you might remember from the previous sessions, the party has every single time gotten treasure at the end of their session. Uh, in the King's Feasts, they got a large amount of gold and they also got the Beads of Force. Uh, they also spent some of their gold in order to get some magic items. And then the second session, the King's Spy, they actually got 3,467 uh, gold pieces and some uh, marvelous pigment. Now, the 3,467 gold pieces, uh, what I actually did this time is I allowed them to use that money in order to buy units. And those units would then help them in the war using the strongholds and followers rules. Pretty much what's going to happen during the session is there's going to be two, quote unquote, individual fights, which will affect one another, which is between the generals of uh, the enemy army and our party, and then units versus units. Uh, important to notice here, um, there are going to be some homebrew changes to this rule set. Um, maybe I'll go into detail on that in another video if some people are interested. Uh, but the gist of the system is going to be strongholds and followers. For people wondering why I'm not using kingdoms and warfare, I am a backer of kingdoms and warfare. I am very much waiting for that rule set and I really, really am looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, it's not out at the time of this recording. So we're gonna be using Strongholds and Followers with its uh, small amount of flaws. Anyway, that is the prologue for The King's War. I am very likely also going to try to make a uh, an actual adventure guide from that the same way that I did with the King's Feast and that I am working on with the King's Spy. Uh, so uh, there is that to also look forward to. And other than that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Seven Drills to Six. Until next time. <laughs>